We begin today the Gemara on the Tzadik Chesamut Beis, seven lines from the bottom of the Yomud, where it says Toshema. The Gemara here is bringing a raya from our Mishnah to a question that it asked regarding a person that sends a Shliach to go and buy him a piece of property in the size of a Lesech. And this person goes and buys double, double of what his Mishalech sent him to do. So the question is, does that now mean that the whole entire Shlich is his bottle? He went against what his Mishalech told him to do. Or do we say, no, he bought the size of property that his Mishalech sent him to buy. He just added another part. But the part that he did for the Mishalech, that acquisition takes effect for him. The additional part he's just adding. It wasn't Muvatul the Shlichus. That's the question here. So the Gemara brings from what it says in our Mishnah. Toshim, the Mishnah says as follows. If her is only one money. She went and she took a property from the assignment more than what she's owed for Ksuba. A mana and a dinner. And she sells it bimana. She sells it for a mana. Mechra bottle. Her sale is bottle. So now, when the Mishnah says that it was sold bimana, what does the Mishnah mean by this? So right now, the Gemara understands as follows. My love, don't you think that the pshat of the Mishnah over here is as follows? <coughs> That the zovin shavimone v'dinner b'mone v'dinner. The actual sale of this property that she sold, she sold it for its right value. It's worth a mona and a dinner. She sold it for the value of a mona and a dinner. So what does it mean when it says in the Mishnah b'mone? Umay b'mone. When it says that she sold it for a mona, not that she sold a property for a mona. What it means is mona shalot. She's going to collect from this for her mona that she's owed for the ksobe. That's what it means. But she actually sold the property for its right price. And then, so what's the Mishnah saying? Even if the Lashon of the Mishnah was, Afilu, Afilu, second, is that the Lashon of the Mishnah? Uh, does the Mishnah say Afilu? Afilu, yes. The Mishnah continues and says, Afilu hi oimeres, achzer yarish. The Mishnah afterwards says, even if she's going to say, Okay, so this extra dinner that is not owed to me, it's not the value of my ksuba. I'll return the money to you. I'll return the money to the Yarshan. What is she saying here? What's the Chiddush? Even if she comes and says to them, I'll return that extra dinner that I sold from the karka itself. I'll go back to the buyer and I'll say to him, Here, I'll give you back a dinner. Give me back that piece of the karka so that I could turn, return it to the assignment. What does the Mishnah say? That this sale that she sold more than she was supposed to, the Mekkah is bottle and she cannot collect her ksuba from here. So what do we see from here? Why is the Mekkah bottle? Because she sold more than we she's supposed to. She's sort of being sent. She's being given this right to sell this karka to collect her ksuba from the assignment. She went and sold more than she's supposed to. So what do you see from our Mishnah? If you sell more than what you're sent to sell, so even what you're supposed to sell, the amount that you do have the right to sell does not take effect at all. That's what we see from our Mishnah here. Says the Gemara, and the Mishnah says in such a case, she sold extra, so the whole entire sale is bottle. Answers that the Pshar and the Mishnah is not like we thought. When the Mishnah says Bimana, what does Bimana mean? The Pshar is different than we thought before. She actually sold it less than its value. She took a property of the assignment that has the value of a mana and a dinner, and she sold it only for a mana. So the reason why the whole sale is bottle is because she, she, she's not selling it for the right price. The, the, 
Yisayimim say to her, we sent you on a shlichus to sell the property, to collect your ksuba, but for the right price. If you're selling it for the wrong price, for, for, for reduced its value, so then you're not going to get, the sale doesn't take effect at all. You, a shliach, the Gemara will bring in the end of the sugya, the, the rule that it says regarding shlichus. Whenever a shliach is fulfilling the shlichus for a mishaleach, the mishaleach says to him, what you do will only take effect if it's for my benefit. L'tkune shtardicha. But but if you're going to do something which actually is reducing the price of the value of the property, it doesn't take effect. That's the pshat in the Mishnah. When it says in the Mishnah, she takes sold it less than its value. That's why the sale doesn't take effect. If that would be the pshat here, continuing with Tzadik Tess, in the next case of the Mishnah, there it's talking about a case where she sells properties from the Yusayimim and she sold a property less than its value. However, that's what it's talking about there. So if so, Reisha B'Deloyoizel. So the, the Reisha that we just quoted must be speaking about a case where she did not reduce its value. Because otherwise there's no point of the Mishnah saying the same exact halacha twice. Now what does it say in the Seifa of the Mishnah? Tani Seifa, the next case in the Mishnah, it says, Hoysak Subasa Arbemeisos. Perksubes Forendisos. So she sold one piece of property for a mana. Then to someone else, she sold another piece of property for another mana. Then a third piece of property, she sold She sells it. She takes a property that, that's the value of a mana and a dinner. So she sells it for a mana. So the Mishnah says, So the last property she sold, The sale is, is nullified because she sold it for less than its value. But for Shalkulon, the other properties that she sold for the right value, Mechran Kayim, over there the sale does take effect. So over here, in this last part of the Mishnah, the Sefer, when it says that she sold a, a, a property of a Mone Vidina, Bimone, what does it mean here? Over here it means that she actually sold it and she reduced its value. And that's why the Mechran is bottle. So if that's the case of the Sefer, so in the Reisha, when it says that she sold a property of a mana and a dinner, bimana, over there, it can't mean the same thing. If it means the same thing, why is the Mishnah repeating the same halacha? Over there, it means that she sold it for the right price, and she's collecting the mana that she's actually owed for her ksuba. Taisus explains that, uh, that in the ratio of the Mishnah, it's 100. Exactly. In the ratio of the Mishnah, she's actually owed a ksuba of 100. So over there, you could say bimana means that she's collecting it for her ksuba, which is a mana. In the Seifa of the Mishnah, we're talking about a ksuba that was worth 400 zuz. So when it says in the Mishnah, bim mana, it can't be referring to this, that she's collecting it for her ksuba, which is a mana. The, the ksuba is 400. When it says here, bim mana, what does bim mana mean? That she sold it less than its value. That the value was a mana and a dinner, and she sold it for the value of a mana. But she still has her 400 zuz. I mean, um, whatever. That she's owed. That she's owed the 400 zuz, correct. She has got the first three 400. And then the last one for 100 also. Correct, but, but, she, but she reduced the value in the sale. She sold it not for the right value. So the whole sale doesn't take effect. So she's going to have to sell it again for the right value. So the Gemara says, not necessarily do we have to say that the Reisha is a different case. Rather, we could say both Reisha is safe but the Oizel. Both cases are speaking about where she sold it less than its value. So why is that to tell me both halachis? The safe in the safe of the Mishnah, the Khidish of here is Taime Daizobidiasmi. That the only reason why the sale is nullified is because she took a piece of property that's not already in her range of what she's owed. She took an extra dinner that belongs to the Yusaimim, and she sold that less than its value. So therefore the sale is bottled. Avo Bididah Mechra Kayam. 
But what she's selling from her own, what she's owed actually for the Ksobe over here, even if she sells it less than its value, but nevertheless, Mecher Kayam, the Mecher will still take effect. That's the Chiddush of what the Sefer is teaching us. In other words, the Diak from the Sefer. You have to be Medayak from the Sefer. Only the last money, when she took an extra dinner of a property that doesn't even belong to her, belongs to the Yisayimim, there, if she sells it for the wrong value, she, or the lower, lower, reduced its value, she's not gonna, the sale is not going to take effect. But what if she's selling a part of the properties of the Yisayimim for what she's owed for the Ksobe? And over there, she reduced the value. doesn't matter. The sale will take effect. Because over here, what she's selling, she's not doing it, she's not selling the property of the Yisayimim, she's selling for herself. What, she, what, she's, what she's owed for the ksuba. When she makes a mistake regarding the value of the sale, regarding what the, the, the other parts of the ksuba, or the, the other parts of the properties that she's owed for the ksuba, so over there, the sale will take effect. And here Rashi says, the reason why the sale takes effect is because there's a klal, ain't a no bekarkois. When it comes to properties, the value of a property, even if you sell it in less than its value, or you sell it more than its value, it doesn't make a difference. This, 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 the sale price is, by properties always changes, and therefore by karkois, there's no halacha vayno. So therefore it takes effect. But if she's selling a money and a dinner, more than what she's owed for the ksobe, so then I say that that extra that she was selling for the yisayimim, she took a property of the yisayimim and she sold it, and she got the wrong value, she got a lower value for it over there, the sale will not take effect. That's the, what the mission is teaching us over here in the Sefer. But this halacha, I could relearn from the very first part of the Mishnah. What did it say all the way in the beginning of the Mishnah? She's owed She sells a property that's only worth a mana for double its price. Or she sells a property that's worth 200 for half its price. She sells it only for one mana. Either way, whatever she got for her ksuba in this price that she sold, is sold. She got her ksuba. So what do we see over here? When she's selling the property that's for the value of her ksuba, so even if she sold it less than its price, the sale takes effect. And that's it. She got her ksuba with this. So we see already from the beginning of the Mishnah that what, what she's selling for her ksuba, even if she doesn't sell it for the property value, the sale takes effect. So why does the Mishnah here in the Diyaka from the Sefer, why do we have to learn from there that what she's selling for her ksuba, it takes effect? Says the Gemara, there's a difference. Ma'o de in the ratio of the Mishnah, I would say, Hasam hu de mahai Once she sold a property that's worth 200, that's the amount of her ksuba. So when she's done with that, that's it. She's, she's removed from here. Meaning she has nothing else to collect. She sold the full amount that she's owed for the ksuba. So over here I say, regardless of whatever value she sold it for, she's, that's it. It's, it's done. She got her full collection of the ksuba. There's nothing else to be geyser for here. Aval hocha. But over here in the safe of the Mishnah, what is it speaking about? She's selling a few properties. She's not selling it all at once. She's selling pieces, exactly. So, over here, maybe there would be a reason to make a gzede that when she sells the first property for the money, so I would say that over here, if she reduced the property, the price of the property in the, the first property, even though that's the part of what she's selling for her ksuba. And over here, she should have, the, even if she reduces the price, it shouldn't be a problem because this is what she has a right to sell for herself. But maybe I should make a Just like by the last mana, where she sells extra, which is not hers. She took from the Yisayim something extra and over there because she reduced the value. So therefore, the sale does not take effect. So if she's selling the properties of pieces at a time, maybe I should be geyser. 
And I should say that no matter which of these properties she reduces the values, the sale should not take effect. In order not to come to confuse the, what, what she's owed in the beginning and what she sells at the end, which is what she's not owed. So therefore, that's where the Mishnah Kamash Malon, it's, t- it's, it's telling me over here, this halacha, that as long as what she's selling, what belongs to her, what she has the right to collect for a ksuba, even if she reduces the price, the sale takes effect. But if she's selling and she's taking extra in the last month, and she's taking extra from the Yisayimim, over there, if she reduced the price, the sale does not take effect. Now there's another version to this whole discussion over here, that the question, again, Gemara before had a question regarding a shliach that's being sent to sell a property, and he sold double of what he was told to sell. Does that mean that he not do his shlichus, or does that mean that he just added to his shlichus? But now the Gemara brings another version of this whole discussion. So there's others that said, That's not a question. <laughs> if a person says to Shliach, Zil Zavanli Lischa, go sell me, sell me a Lesach, and Zavanli Kura, and he goes and sells double, he sells a full court. The Vadai Moisif al Tvarovave, in such a case, we definitely consider what the Shliach did to just adding to what the Mishalech told him. He's not, uh, he's just adding. So that everybody would agree. There's no Shaila about that. What's the Shaila that we're discussing here is as follows. The Omalei, a Shliach, a Mishalech, that is, tells the Shliach, Zil Zavanli Kura, go sell me a kur. And for Ozel, Vizavanle, Lischa. And he went and sold half. He only sold a lesser half of what he was told to sell. So here is the question, my, what's the halacha? If you sell half of what the Mishalech tells you, did he fulfill the shlichus? Half of it, but half I fulfilled. Or do I say, no, if you only sold half, you didn't do the shlichus. So the Gemara explains the two svaras. Me, Amrina, do I say, oh, malay, the shlich, I say to the Mishalech, I actually did you a favor by only selling half. The tovelach of thee, what I did for you is actually to your benefit. Of the loch, I did for you. Why? <laughs> if it turns out that you don't need so much money from this sale here, so if I would have sold you the whole property that you asked me to sell, you could not, you could not retract from that sale. So now you have an option to retract because I, or, or I only sold half. So if you're going to need me to sell the whole thing, I can sell more. But meanwhile, I only sold half. I didn't cause you any loss. If anything, you now have the property available if you don't need to sell it. Or perhaps the Meshalech can say to him, he says to him, I don't want that there should be more than one document of people that have documents that I sold them properties. I sold one half of the property to Reuven, another half of the property to Shimon. I don't want that to be more than one document of a sale that I sold it to few people. Mother doesn't spell out why he doesn't want this, but the Rishayim say that if a person, if you have different properties that he sells, then, then people could show, more than one person could show, oh, this guy sold me this property. That shows that he's desperate in selling his properties because he he's, he's needs money. So that shows he's poor. So what's going to happen is if he wants to sell any other property, it's going to lose its value because people are going to see that he's desperate. So he doesn't want that more than one person should have a star that he sold them a property. I think I mean, says, we'll see soon from the Gemara, Rashi says that this is not the main reason over here for why the Meshalech is tell the Shliach that the, the Shlichus does not take effect. The main point really is, if I told you to sell the whole property and you only sold half, so half is, you didn't even fulfill what I told you to do. In the previous case, he fulfilled exactly what the Meshalech told him to do, but he just added another half. Over here, he didn't add. You didn't do what I told you to do. That's uh, really the main point over here. From says, here, there's another Mishnah there, as well, that we can bring a eye for this. Earlier, the Gemara also brought a eye from Me'ila. So here, the Gemara says as follows. 
Toshima. So what does it say there in the mission of Mila? A person gives a golden dinner to Ashliach. It turns out that this dinner Shalzav is really a dinner that belongs to Hektish. So therefore he's being mild. He's using Hektish. And he tells the Shliach, Go buy me a shirt with this money. And he went and he brought him a shirt now in a dinner. How, much, how many sloim are there in a dinner? A golden dinner, Rashi says, has six sloim in it. Okay, so he went and he bought a shirt for half of the price, Bishalish, with only three sloim. Chaluk, that's a shirt. And then Bishalish, another three of the sloim, he bought a talis. He added another cloak, another garment he bought. So he, he bought more than what the Mishalech told him, but, but he, 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 he bought the, the chaluk with three of it, and then another three, he bought something else, a talis. So the Allah is Shnei Malu. They're both Mile. He's Mile for doing what the Mishalech told him, because he bought him that shirt. And then he added also to buy a talis. And for that, the Shliach himself is Mile. Now, the question is, if you're going to say, Shliach, Gehai Gavne, that a Shliach, in such a kind of scenario that we're discussing here, which is when the Shliach buys less than what the Mishalech told him. So he's fulfilling the shlichus even if he got less. And we only consider what he's doing to be that he's adding over here. He just added. Even though he bought less than what he told him to buy. He only bought a chalok with three of the slayim that he gave him. But, and he just added. He also bought a talus. So therefore we consider this to be maisif. So therefore I could say, Balabai is small. That the Balabai is small when he bought him that chalok for the three slayim that he gave him. What if you're going to say that as soon as he bought less than what he told him to buy, so he's really being over on what he said and told him to do? So my mall, why is the Mishalech mall? The Mishalech told him to buy a chalok in the value of a full dinner, which is six slime. And he bought him a chalok. Seemingly, what happened over here is he bought him a chalok, a smaller size, a different chalok, a lower quality. So therefore, it was only worth three slime. So he bought him something that's less. So if you buy less, you didn't fulfill the shlichas of the Mishalech, if we're going to say that that's the halacha. So why should the Mishalech be mild? If the Shalech didn't do what he wanted him to do. And says the Gemara, that's not the pshat on that Mishnah. Hacha askinon. What does it mean when it says here that he bought him a chalok only for three, for half of the price? The Aisilei Shavashesh Bishalosh. He actually got him a cheap price. He got him half a price. He got him the exact same chalok that he wanted him to buy. The value of a full dinner, six slayim. And he got it for half price. For three slayim. So that's why the Mishalech is mal. He did exactly what the Mishalech wanted. Ihachi says the Gemara, if so, Shliach my mal. Why is the Shliach mal? So Taisus explains the Gemara's question is the fact that the Shliach then went ahead and bought another talus for himself, which the Mishalech never told him to buy. But why, why should the Shliach be mal? Wouldn't the Mishalech be happy with this? If I send you with six slayim to buy a shirt and you find for me that shirt that I want for half of the price and you buy me additionally another cloak. Won't, you be, won't, won't the Mishalech himself be happy with this? So why, why would the Shleich be mile? So the Gemara says, no, at Talis. Not, the Shleich is mile on the Talis because the fact is he never told him Befeidish to buy this Talis, even though he had extra change because he got a cheap price. But for that extra Talis that you bought, the Shleich is going to be mile. That's the what that Mishnah says. So we have no raya to what we're talking about. That Mishnah is not a case where you bought less than what the Mishalech told you. You bought exactly what the Mishalech told you, but you just got a cheaper price. Says the Gemara, Barihachi, if that's the Pshat there, Eim What does it say later there in the Mishnah? Rabbi Yehuda argues with this. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, Af Balabayas Even in such a kind of a case, the Balabas, 
that sent him will not be Moyol. Why not? He got exactly what he wanted. Right, that's what we said here. And he just added something else. But a review that says the Balabais is not Moyol. Why? So the Lashon over there in the mission is because the Balabas that sent the Shliach could say, Chaluk Godl Hayisi Mevakish. I asked you to buy me a big shirt. And instead, you brought me a shirt which is small and a lower quality. So we see there, Frechtus Sigmar's Kukshayla is, we see that clearly in the Mishnah, the Pshat and what happened over here is, not that he got him the same shirt for a cheaper price, for half price. He got him a, a lower quality shirt. And that's what Abud is saying. The Balabas that sent him is not going to be Moyal. You didn't get what he wanted you to get. So how can we say the Pshat is in the ratio of the Mishnah that he got him the same quality shirt that he sent him to get? So the Gemara here as well changes and says, the, the, yeah, you have to know how to read what Rabbi Yudah is saying. Ma'ira, what does it mean when Rabbi Yudah says that you got him a, a lesser, less than what he asked for? Ra doesn't mean a bad quality, that he got him a low quality shirt. Rather means ra bedomim. You got me a, a shirt that you spent less money on it. I, I gave you six slime, so you found a shirt for a cheap price. And the same shirt, same shirt that I wanted, for, that I thought was six slime, you found it for a la- half, half price for three slime. But still, the balabas could have a tiny to him, even though you found the same shirt I wanted for a cheaper price, you shouldn't have bought it for that cheaper price. Why? The because the balabas could say to him, he isisly bishis, if you would have spent all the money I gave you and got me your shirt for six slime, <laughs> so then kol shekein da'avishove tartasari. So you would have gotten an even better bargain. You would have gotten a bargain. You would have gotten a shirt that's worth 12 uh, uh, sloyim. And Rashi actually says, when it says in the Gemara here, 12 sloyim, it means 12 sloyim gedolim. You would have gotten more of a bargain, right? That's always what Rashi says, the derech of sellers. If the, the more you buy, the more of a bargain you get. So he's saying to him, you found a bargain for the kind of shirt that I told you to buy, so, but you should have used all the money I gave you because then you would have gotten an even better bargain. So the fact that you got this lower quality shirt and then you added a talis, the balabas could say, this is not what I wanted. So therefore he's not moyal. That's the Pshat in Rav Yudah's opinion. So again, we're sticking to the Pshat we're saying before. He didn't get anything less than what the Balabas actually gave him to, to, to buy. Now the Gemara proves this. They can now approve this to you from what it says in the next part of that mission there. The Ketani over there, it says, Oh, this is actually in Abraise. So it says in Abraise that Rav Yehuda agrees, Bekitnis, in a case where a Balabas sends somebody with money to go and buy him kitnis. So you sent you send him to buy you a certain amount of kitnis, beans, and he, he buys you those beans for half price. And then he added more from something else. He bought, besides the kitnis, he bought something else, similar to what we're learning till now. So over there by the kitnis, Rabbi Yehuda will agree, Shishnei Amalu, that the Balabas will be mild, and the Shlich as well for what he added, but the Balabas will be mild. Even though before Rabbi Yehuda said, the Balabas will not be mild, because the Balabas could say, you should have got me more for a better price. But nevertheless, over here by the kitnis, he's going to agree. Why is he going to agree? Shishnei Amalu. Because the kidneys that you buy for a seller, the kidneys that you buy for a pruta, it's not going to change. The amount that you buy, you don't get a bigger bargain in the amount that you buy. Right? Before the Gemara said that the, the, the nature of things is when you buy from a, from a seller, he's going to give you a bigger bargain if you buy a bigger amount. But over here, whether you get a seller, whether you get a pruta, you're going to pay the same price proportionate to what you're buying. It doesn't matter. The fact that you buy a bigger amount doesn't give you a cheaper price. So therefore, in this case, what's Rabbi Yudah saying? <coughs> the Balabas could have no tainus. He bought exactly the amount that he asked him to buy. Ah, he, got, he found the cheaper price. 
The Balabas can't say, if you found a cheaper price, you should have bought even more because you would have gotten a better bargain. Because you wouldn't have got a better, better bargain. The price doesn't change if you buy more. So Shmami, no, from here we clearly see that the Pshat is like we said, that the point is that the, when it says Kotan Vera, Kotan Vera means regarding the Domen, regarding the, the price that he's saying that if you found a cheaper price, you should have gotten me more because then you would have gotten a better bargain. If the Pshat would have been like we said before, that he actually got him less than what he asked for, and, and, so, and, and that's why Rabbi Yehuda is saying that the Balabas is not moil because he got something different. He got cotton vera, less than what he asked for. So then there would be no reason for Rabbi Yehuda to be made in the case of kidneys. By kidneys, if he gets him less beans that he asked for, it should be the same thing. The Balabas should not be moil. The only way to explain why Rabbi Yehuda is made here is because the point is that regarding the pricing, Regarding the pricing of when you buy clothing or when you buy beans, it's different. By the pricing of clothing, you get a bargain if you buy more. And by the pricing of beans, if you buy more, you don't get a bargain. It just goes by the, by the measure of, of what you buy. Shmami no. Okay, so this proves the pshat that we said here. Now the Gemara explains this. This is really a continuation. Hey, chidami. What's taka the story over here with the beans? How are beans sold? If you can say that these beans are not sold by a set amount that you put into a vessel, but it's just sold by a certain estimation. So if so, so shouldn't we apply to beans the same thing like we said before regarding clothing, that the more beans you buy, then the cheaper price will give it to you. That's if, if it's not being sold by a set amount, like you buy a certain little vessel of beans, but it's, it's just sold by estimation. So the here as well should be the same like clothing. So Rav Papa, Rav Papa explains, Ba'asre the Kaili Bekani. This is a place where they put it into a small vessel and it's sold like in little jars. And therefore, you buy it by the jar. And the fact that you're adding more, you're buying, you're going to buy 10 jars, it doesn't make a difference. You pay whatever set price there is for every single jar. So you're not going to get any bigger bargain for this. So the Shliach says to the Mishaleach that I, I found a cheaper price for these jars. But whatever I bought, it's not going to, it wouldn't have been cheaper if I would have gotten any more. So therefore, I bought extra something else. What I bought for you, I did exactly what you wanted. You have no tightness. You wouldn't have got a better price if I would have bought more. And therefore, the part that he bought for the Mishaleach, the, the Mishaleach, the Balabas, is Mayl. So here we see this point that beans are different. It's sold in a different way. Tashama, the Gemara now brings back our Mishnah. Again, we have the Shaila. If a Shliach sells less than what the Mishaleach told him, do I say he fulfilled the Shlichus? Or do I say, because you sold less, you did not fulfill the shlichus? So in our Mishnah it said, going back to the case, it was quoted before already, Hoysa, Ksubasa, Arba Meizuz. Her Ksuba was 400 Zuz. So what happened? What right does she have? When, when the Yisayimim are giving her these properties to go, sell these properties for the Ksuba. So she, really she should be selling 400 for her Ksuba. For a, a property the size of 400 zoos for her ksuba. What did she do though? She went and she machra lezebemana. She sells a little, a, a part of the property for one person with a mana. Then lezebemana, a part of the property to someone else with a mana. And then laachren yafa mana vidinah. And then to another person she sells and she also sold a little extra. She sold the mana and a dinner bimana. So shall in bottle. So as we learned before, the last one, because she sold extra or she reduced the value, as we learned before, so therefore the sale doesn't take effect. But shall kulon The other parts of property that she sold, even though she didn't sell it all at once, the sale takes effect. So what's the Gemara proving from here? She's really being sent to sell a property that's the size, that's the value of 400 zuz. That's sort of her shlichus. Instead, what did she do? She sells less. She sells only the value of 100. 
Then she sells the value of another hundred. She's le- selling only a percent, only a, a half or a percent of what she's told to be, so- to be selling. And nevertheless, we say that the sale takes effect. So we see over here that a shliach that's supposed to sell the full amount and sells only a percent of what he was told to sell, what is sold takes effect. Only what's extra or what you reduce the value, that doesn't take effect. So the one answers over here the case is Kedamer Avshesh Bereder Ravidi Avshesh Bereder Ravidi said regarding this Mishnah as we'll see soon in the Gemara Bekatini she she had these properties that were small properties she didn't have one large property and then she sold sold only a half of it and then another half they were small these little small fields so therefore that's what she had to sell so she sold it as as is to what, what to one person and to another person Sachanami Bekatini over here that, that that's how we touch this Mishnah and therefore there's no rai from our Mishnah. Okay, so this, this is a Gemara over here, as we see, never uh, resolves, never answers the Sibaya. But now the Gemara continues and says, another halacha regarding the Shliach that was sent to do a Shlichus, Pshite, this would be obvious. Omar le'echad. The Mishaleach tells the Shliach, I want you to sell this property to one person. And he spells that clearly, V'loy l'shnayim, do not sell it to two people. So So he told him clearly, sell it to one and not to the other. Rashi over here says that the Gemara is asking this question, if we're going to say in the previous Ibayat, that if a person was told to sell a core, a bigger property, and he only sold half, that the Mecha would be Kayam. So over here, the Gemara is saying, but if he spelled out clearly that do not sell half to one person and half to another person, so because he spelled that out clearly, so therefore the Mecha will not take effect. Amalei, but not the question will be, how about if he just said, Le'echot Stame? He tells the Shliach, sell this property to one person. But he didn't spell out clearly, not to two. So now the question is, my, is he makbid, is he particular that he shouldn't sell it to two people or not? says, If he said the word Le'echot, even though he didn't spell out clearly, not two, but that's what he means, only to one and not to two. But Avchista and Rabbi Baravuna both disagree and they say, If he said Le'echad, but he didn't spell out not to two, he could sell it even to two. When he says sell it to one, that could be even to sell it to a hundred people. As Rashi says, when a person says Echad, that's just the way people speak. He didn't mean Dafkis to one and not to two or to a hundred. So therefore you can sell it to as many people. Ikla Rav Nachman Lusura. Rav Nachman came to the city Sura where they were living. Ule Gabei Rav Chista and Rav Baravuna. So Rav Chista and Rav Baravuna came and asked him this question. Omrulei. They so they said to him, Kihai Gavnemai. What would be the Allah in such a case? The Mshaleh says, sell it to one person. Does that mean not to two and not to a hundred? Amalahu. So Rav Nachman actually answered them like they said. Le'echad v'afilu l'shnayim. Even though the Mishalech said to one, that includes even if you sell it to two, v'afilu l'meyo, even if you sell it to a hundred people, doesn't matter. The word echad is lav davke. Amrulei, so they said to him, if he's saying that the words of the Mishalech are lav davke, which means, as Taisus explains, they understood that what he was trying to say is, we rely on the shliach, the Mishalech is relying on the Shliach to sell it as he sees fit. So if so, do we even go a step further and say, Afal Gav de Toshliach? Does that include even a case where the Shliach sold it and reduced its value? So we're also going to say the Mishalech relied on the Shliach and whatever price he got for it, he accepts. Amalahu, so Rav Nachman says, no, we don't go so far. The Toshliach, like If the Shliach made a mistake and he sold it for less than its value, I never said such a thing. Amrulay, so Rav Chista and Rav Baravuna asked Rav Nachman, why not? But the master, Rav Nachman, had said, 
Ain oinol the karkois. As I mentioned earlier, the halacha regarding property, a piece of land, is that there's no halacha of no. Usually, if you sell something and you only get a reduced value for it, so there's a halacha of no. It could be a mekachtos. It depends if it's more than a sixth that the mistake of the sale was, so then it's a halacha of no. But by properties, there's no halacha of no. That's what you said. So, if so, why shouldn't we say the same thing regarding the shliach? That if you sold it less than the value, so you could say that once the sale took effect, we don't uh, go back on the sale. So he answered them, That's a person himself that's selling his property. When you sell your property and you get the lesser price for it, so then once it took effect, that's the price. That's it. You can't go back on it. But But if he's sending a shliach to sell you something, he has to make sure to get you the right market value for what he's selling. Because Amalei, and this is the foundation of the whole sugi that we're learning here regarding shlichis, because the Mishalech says to the shliach, I sold, I sent you, that is, to go and do something for my benefit, but not to do something which is not to my benefit, the opposite, which is something you caused me a damage, that you sell me something for a reduced price, even though there's no enough for karkois, but this is a halacha regarding shlichas, that you have to make sure to fulfill your shlichas property, properly, that is, and get the right price. Where do I see this halacha, the shani ben shliach labalabais, that we make a difference between the shliach and the balabas? So we learned this in the Mishnah regarding truma. A person says to his shliach, Go and take truma for me. And he didn't specify to him how much truma you give. Now, there is no amount for truma. Truma you can give even a drop. But with the Rabbanon, there is a certain amount that a person has to give for truma. And generally speaking, there are the three amounts of truma. The average amount of truma is a 50th. The person that's generous gives a, four, a, one, a 40th. And a person that's stingy gives a 60th. That's the amounts of truma. And this person does not know what the Mishaleach, the owner, wants. How much truma should he give? So, Tairim Kedas Balabais. He's going to have to be Tairim estimating the kind of person that the Balabas is, and that's how he gives the truma. What if he does not know the Balabas? He does not know what his nature is. He does not know how much truma he would give. So then, so he gives the average, which is a Echad Mechamishim, 150. If the Shliach gave less, he gave only a 60th, or he gave more, he gave a 40th, the truma takes effect. So this is the Allah by Shliach. He, can give, he should give a 50th if he doesn't know. If he gave uh, more or less, all within the range of, of, uh, of what Chachamim said, who is considered to be a generous or stingy person, then it takes effect. But for the Balabas himself, Tanyan, it says in the Braise, If the Balabas is separating the, the, the produce for Trume, and he, in his hands he discovers that he has a 20th, much more than he intended or is obligated to give, Nevertheless, once you took that, the truma takes effect. So what do I see? Regarding the Balabas himself, I say, even though that's not the amount you have to give, but once you gave that, the truma takes effect. But regarding the Shliach, because the Shliach is there for the benefit of the Balabas, if you gave extra truma, the truma will not take effect. So only if you gave within the range of what Chachamim instituted to give, then the truma will take effect. Toshima, the Gemara tries to bring a raya to the question we have. Again, what's the question we have? If the Mishaleach tells you, sell to Echod. He didn't say clearly, not to Shnaim. He just said, sell to Echod. Sell to Echod. And now the question is, does that mean that he's particular and he doesn't want you to sell to two, three, or four people? So Toshima, let's go back again to the case of our Mishnah. Hoysik Subasar Bemeizuz, Horksub is worth 400 Zuz. Right, so the, over here, the Yusayimim, they're giving him this karka. They're saying, here, go, sell karka. 
That's like a, a, a stam case, a stam mm-hmm. case where the Yisayimim say to the Isha, sell this karka to one person for Yuxube. And what did she do? Machra lezebamana lezebamana, she sold to one person for mana, to a second person for mana, la'achlin shavamana v'diner, bimana, and then she sells to the third person, and then over there she reduced the price, and she sold for a mana. Shall achrim bottle, only the last sale is bottle, v'shal kulon mechran kayim. But the others that she sold, the, the mechra takes effect. So the Gemara is bringing a rai from here because over here we see that even though she's selling to extra people and therefore the Gemara already mentioned before this is the Svara that applies over here as well that it's, it's something that's not for the benefit of the Yusayim that so many people should have a star that their property is being sold to them and nevertheless I say that they're not particular about this since they didn't specify clearly not to two so they're not particular about this and therefore the sale will take effect even if she's selling to a few people so over here, Amar Ravidi. This is the source where Sheish Bereide Ravidi said what we already quoted before. Bikatini, the properties over here are small properties. She's not selling to separate people because she decides to divide the sale. The properties are small properties, and therefore she's selling to a number of different people. So there's no raya from our Mishnah to a case where you have one large property and a person decides to go ahead and split it and sell it to various different people. In such a case, maybe the sale would not take effect. So the Gemara does not resolve this ibayah as well. Okay.